Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, baby, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. Well, also you are also helping men understand courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting just plain is for marriage. In this 148th episode, how you've lost respect in your home and how to get it back, part three, the last part of a three-part series, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion, baby. And so we now have the quote of the day, quote, God had one son on earth without sin, but never one without suffering, end quote. St. Augustine of Hippo. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right, let's get started with the radical rant of the day. Again, this is a three-part series. This is the final part. And what we're going to do today is get down to the deep and gritty. I've taken two shows to really prepare us because this is a very, 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 very important subject. And the reason is because today men are, we don't understand our mission. We don't really understand how we're supposed to be in our homes. Our wives and kids don't really understand because why we as men don't even tell them or show them, talk about it. Um, and so disrespect in marriage and the family is very rampant today. All the kids are miserable because none of them are disciplined. None of them feel that they're not loved. Most wives are unhappy and miserable for the same exact reasons. Men, we've got to get our game together. Remember, again, you are the key, husbands. You are the key. Stop thinking that what you do has no purpose. It has no meaning. And it means nothing. That's a sad life. Okay. So try your best. Even when you're down, even when you're static, your mission never changes. God, your, your wife and your, uh, your wife in marriage and your children. And you only consider yourself last. That's the mark of a true man. You don't believe me. Look at that crucifix. His name is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay. Next, a lot of the things I'm going to say today, you're not going to agree with it. But if you think logically and you understand how the society works today, you almost don't have no choice. Okay. 
you have to understand that sometimes as a man, we got to do what's best for the family and not just for an individual. Of course, there are priorities of God, our wife and children, things like that. And ourselves, we don't consider ourselves first. But that being said, there's still you as the man are going to be called to do a lot of things and make decisions that is going to be popular in the family. The thing about it is you can't really care about that. You really can't. Because in the end, your wife and children, they, they will understand why. Because if you're doing it for the best relationship and doing it for everybody in the family, then they know you're not being selfish and only considering yourself. So with that being said, we're going to move on today, quote real fast today to get to the main, the main food of the subject. So how does disrespect arrive in marriage? Also, as I said in the last three or four, last two shows, it starts with small bickering. Somebody gets their feelings hurt. All of a sudden, men, we don't understand how to talk to our wives. Our wives think we don't care about them. Then comes a debate. We debate back and forth with each other. We start to criticize each other. The husband gets too damn comfortable and realize, doesn't realize that he just can't talk to his wife any old kind of way, that she gets her feelings hurt real easy because we're bonded to them. They're bonded to us very deeply through, through the marital embrace, through being married before God and those beautiful children we have. So we cannot talk to our wife like any other human being on the planet. We must speak to her in a loving and caring voice at all times. Okay. Um, next, getting com getting comfortable. I talked about that. Next, then our argument and fighting starts. Once we start to think that uh, we start, this becomes a habit in the marriage, then all of a sudden all the arguing and fighting starts to happen. Why? Because you as a husband think you're being disrespected and the wife thinks she's not loved. Boom. It's real simple. So next, how does disrespect arrive in parenting? Same kind of thing. Negotiating with your children. Why people negotiate with their kids or two, three-year-old, I have no idea. It makes no logical sense. Well, then let's just know today, sin makes us stupid. Okay? You never negotiate with a child. I don't care how old they are. The older they get, you give them more freedom, and then you kind of work along with that. Okay? Allowing your children to get away with ignoring you. Parents allow their kids to ignore them all the time. The parent tells the kid to do something. The kid acts like he don't hear him. The parent asks the kid to do something again. The kid completely ignores him. And so the parent just keeps going on and on for like five minutes trying to convince a five-year-old to do what they say do or a 13-year-old to do what they say do. And before you know it, there's no respect in the home. There's no And if the kid is disrespecting the father, you best believe that he's going to start, they're going to start respecting the mother. Women kill me with this crap. They want to leave their husbands. They get up, they get upset with their husband. All of a sudden, they're trying to commandeer the kids, and then the kids are going to be their friends, and we're going to be the we're going to be the team against the big and bad husband, the big bad father, right? But then the kid gets mad at the wife, and then all of a sudden, the kid's disrespecting her too, and then she has no recourse. Then she runs to the father. You see what he said to me? You see how she treated me? You know. But see, it it doesn't work. You you cannot step outside the the protection order. And expect the husband and God to come and save you. It doesn't work that way. Also, having to ask, uh, um, also having to ask your children more than twice to do something. If you got to ask your kid, ask your kid more than twice to do something. That basically means that that kid doesn't just doesn't respect you. Okay. The first thing is you give him a chance, right? Benefit of the doubt. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe he didn't hear me. So then you go up, you talk to him. Hey, clean your room. Five, 10 minutes later, the room still ain't getting clean. You know the kid has no respect for you. It's time to take action, okay? Because it only gets worse. Respect never gets better on its own, just like anything else in your life. You got to work at it. 
um, allowing temper tantrums. We allow kids in grocery stores to have temper tantrums. We allow kids in our house to have temper tantrums. We allow kids in the church to have temper tantrums. Nobody knows what to do. What you do is you you get them to sit down and be a classy, good kid while they're at home sometimes. So when you guys go out and you tell them to do something, they do it without without causing a big ruckus. Allowing pouting. You never allow your kid to pout because when they grow up, their boss is going to tell them something. They're going to start pouting like a big little baby, and then the boss will just fire them or nobody will like them. They'll get rid of them, okay? Remember, anything you do as a parent, it always transfers to adulthood. This is how important your job as a parent is. And then, of course, the last one, your kids think you don't really care or understand them. You ever heard about that? Well, that's the big one with teenagers. My parents don't know me. They don't understand me and all that stuff. Well, if you... If you cultivate that stuff when they're children and as they grow up, you will start to see that things will not be as better. The problem is no one wants to sacrifice today. They only want to do what's best for today. But the problem is what's best for the day is hardly ever good for tomorrow. OK, so the more you as a man don't control, don't get control of your home, the more our Lord allows the demonic in your home to increase the pain and the chaos and confusion and the loss of love. So that is the warm up. We'll be right back and take a break. Thank you guys for hanging out for Jerry Jacobs Jr. and the Catholic Alpha Radical Podcast Live. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. Hey, we are back and we have a caller. Um, so we are going to take that right now. Uh, good morning, Big Mo. Glad to have you here on the show today. And here we go. Hopefully our technology is working this morning. You know, it is Monday. You know how we always get attacked on Mondays. <laughs> so let's try and see if we can get this going. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, man? Man, doing pretty good, man. This week, this weekend was, it was quiet and peaceful. But this weekend, Jerry, I have to tell you on this show, and I wanted to save it for later, but I felt the Holy Spirit this past Sunday. It broke me down in church and the message that was given to me that I was being too complacent in my household and we, and it's one awful what you're saying, what the show is about today. Um, I was too complacent. I was letting 
stuff go by that I should have been on. It should have been more disciplined in my house. What I mean by that is um, a lot of the way, reason why my wife felt the way she felt and reason why she started disrespecting me because I was not paying attention to the stuff as stuff was happening or bringing attention to stuff as it was happening. That was going yep. with her and the kids. So stuff blew by. I let it go, swept it under the rug. And then the resentment started building and then the disrespect started coming. Um, that's just like, she wanted me to say something to the kids. I was like, well, you there do it. You do it. You know, I'm at work. And that's what something I should have did. You know, I backed her up on her decision, but it should have been my decision and her backing me up. That's mm -hmm. just one example. So um, the more I looked at stuff and reflected, that's when the Holy Spirit just put his hands on me and broke me down in church. I seen it. I just had a flashback and the tears came on. My knees got weak. And I came out of church Sunday, a whole different person. And it put me on this perspective to start this new month off August 1st. So I know I've been going through this now the last 90 days, but this now has put me on the road with the training that you've been giving us and the teaching and the toolage. I see why the prayer regiment is a prayer regiment because all of that broke me down to what I need to do now starting now, you know, moving forward better sooner than later, but it still made me see where the disrespect came from. It's not that she didn't love me. She was seeing that I wasn't unheeding to her needs. And that's why the resentment just built up months after months, months after months. So I would say January up until now, the disrespect came in. And then when these friends came along, it just added to it. So I got that going on and, and that to deal with. Okay. So, First of all, I'm, I completely understand, man. And the reason this happens is because the more we as husbands, as I said earlier, and I said in the last couple of shows too, the more we allow thing, we don't take care of things in our house as the server and the leader, then the worse it gets. It never, things never get better on their own. And the thing about it is God just allows, if he says, hey, man, you need to, if he sends the Holy Spirit to say, hey, man, you need to start taking care of that. You need to do this. You need to do that. And then we as husbands don't listen. We as men don't listen because, you know, we're hard headed. Then God will just allow the demonic in our home to make us to send the pain. And then that will make us eventually start to because the pain will get so bad that you're going to have to do something. And that's what people don't understand. If your marriage is in, is, in, is in a crisis right now, it's because you as a man did not man up and take care of your business. And so God wants you to be with him, the beatific vision. And so in order to do that, he must send the pain so that you become holier. You become closer to him, which means what in the end, getting yourself together next. But, and that's what I see too. Uh-huh. That um, more of, what you've been teaching us is to get ourselves together. We can't just go trying to fix them and we ain't got ourselves together. It ain't about fixing. It's about us manning up, getting ourselves together. Cause the whole program is I'm seeing more than ever is about man, 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 God and man, and then one man and then kids. So that order, that chain reaction in that order of life must be followed for everything to flow right in your household. Yep. And but the prayer is the problem. The kicker is this. It's hard. It's very hard because the society doesn't want us to be a man. The society doesn't want us to to man up and get our house in the great flow. The society, which is society is what? Let's just be real. Society is the evil one. So 
he has taken control of society. So what that means is most people, if you as a man, if you try to man up and do what you're supposed to do in your home and get your keep your kids out of jail, keep your wife loving you in, in certain ways, you got to do things. They don't like Satan doesn't like that. So what happens is he causes chaos all around you. So this is why spiritual warfare is very important. God, people only engage in spiritual warfare when something bad happens. No, you engage in spiritual warfare every single day. Why? Yep. To keep it off of you, to keep it even starting and happening. Okay. So it's hard to do that though. Because why? Because as a man, you we're we're naturally made, we naturally want to be in uh, comfort and pleasure. And so it's hard to get on the kids every day. I, you know what? A long time ago, man, I just told myself for the rest of my life, for 18, you know, for the next 18 years when all my kids are little, I just got to be like a word, a nagger. <laughs> like I got to tell them something 10 times and I, I've got to be on my job. And then guess what? It worked. And then my wife came along and she joined me. And so it helps the kids. Like you said, when we're both on the same page, it helps. It really makes things better. If the wife is the only one nagging and I shouldn't call it nagging. That's really parenting. If the wife is the only one parenting properly or, or trying to get the kids to do what they're supposed to do, the kids don't really listen. They do a little bit, but they really start to listen when the husband, when the father gets on his game and starts to be like, listen, we're not having that stuff here no more or we're not going to have that at all. And then all of a sudden the kids come in order. And then when your wife says something, when the mother says something, it doubly or triple folds what's going on in the house. It makes things a lot better. And the kids start to come along. Okay. And just like, you got to have that father tone all the time, you know, like you got to hear a deep voice and you know, that deep voice needs to be heard sometime to shake some stuff up. Then you can go back and sit down and then she'll piggyback off your deep voice and everything fall into place. But like you said, society made it so comfortable for our women to succeed. I don't care what state you stay in. It's all about now. Oh, the state will take care of you. We've got food stamps. you got insurance. You don't need that, man. Independence. Independence. That, that independence syndrome is killing marriages. And then we got all these people out here that singled and been through some stuff. And like you said last week, instead of a divorcee saying, hey, girl, hey, don't get where I'm at, uh, try to do this and try to do that. Stay married, fight for marriage. Ain't nobody fight for marriages no more. And a lot of these churches and a lot of uh, these places of prayer, they not standing up no more. So it's kind of hard. I'm glad I found the place that I found and I found you because you got to have a counselor. You got to have a coach that believes in the most high God. If you don't have that or at least have somebody to talk to other than your family about this, it's hard. Yeah. And, you know, if you must understand kids are like kids must know you love them, you know, and if they know you love them. And one other thing, too, is I've always made a thing like and I, even before I was Catholic, I would sit down like with my kids. If, if I've had to punish them or whatever, I would sit down with them and I would after they got their little butt whoop, I'd sit around, I'd sit down with them and tell them why like i had to do this and explain to them why and let them know i love them and that i care about them but i don't i can't as their father i can't allow them to do this kind of thing because you got to grow up and be a man or you got to grow up and be a woman and you're going to have your own kids and so it's my job as a father to make sure that you understand the right and the wrong but not just that how to be disciplined in your life um and then once your kids know that you love them man you 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 will have to punish them a lot less 
of taking their phone or put or put them on or grounding them or whatever you as a parent do for punishment. But you have to be willing to do that. If you don't, and on top of that, let them know that you love and care about them, your family will get in chaos. It just will. So I'm gonna have to let you go, man, because we got to get on. But thank you so very much for calling. Okay. And thank you again, Jerry. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Right. All right, we are back, and that is a great call. Great call today um, to get us to get, to get us going and to understand what we're going to be talking about today. Um, this is important because we kind of touched on a lot of the stuff I'm going to touch on today. But just try your best to understand what I'm saying. Try your best to put this in context of not the world, but in the context of God. Okay, you're. As a husband, you're and a father, your main job in the home is to serve, 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 which means what? Doing what's best for the family in order of God, your wife and your kids. And you will see, man, like like um, um, like Juan was saying, you will see, man, your family will start to flow better. It just will. It's going to be tough at first. Everything. Nobody likes change. Nobody. And so when you try to implement something new then it takes people time to get used to that. That's why if you've been allowing a lot of disrespect or been allowing a lot of chaos in your home, and then all of a sudden you start going to mass, you start going to confession, you start going to adoration, you start praying rosaries and doing spiritual warfare prayers and saying grace and trying to get everybody to go to church. They're like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, man. Whoa, whoa, wait, slow down, Kibasabi. We wasn't, this wasn't the game plan, <laughs> you know? So you've got to get them time to 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 get uh acclimated to what you're trying to do in the family okay so with that being said let's go on and get on and another thing is to how to get respect and to save your marriage another thing why that i'm going through this i'm going in this subject is because we've got to start putting god first and understanding why disrespect is wrong in the home women have a problem with this this is why in ephesians 5 21 through 33, it says women, um, wives must uh, submit and, and, and respect your husband. And most feminists today, especially, and then they try to, they try to, feminists try to, you like, like uh, what I was saying about, you know, divorce women. It's like feminists try to get a woman who's reasonably happy in her marriage or happy or not that happy to come away with their way of thinking. And their way of thinking is like what I was saying, like, hey, men, I don't need a man. I can do whatever I want on my own. I'm a strong woman, and I don't need anybody but myself. So who does that sound like? That sounds like Satan, doesn't it? It's Feminism is from hell. It's from Satan. Because it, uh, it gets a woman who cannot survive on her own. The only reason women are allowed to act out and act a fool in this country is because men allow it because Christ allows it. If Christ and men stood up and said, listen, get your butt back in the house, stop confronting men, stop thinking you can beat men up, go take care of the children and make them do what they were created to do. The society would be better. They would, it would, but men, we didn't do our job. So because Christ is not going to make a woman do anything. Christ is not going to make a man do anything. What we have to do is stand up and, and do what we're supposed to do. 
And if a woman doesn't wants to know, and, and if a woman wants to neglect her children, then they he'll let her. He'll let her. But everybody rationalizes. I'm gonna put my kid in some kind of crazy daycare center for eight to ten hours a day, and all of a sudden my kids are gonna be okay. No, they ain't. That's where a lot of abuse happens in daycare centers. And not just that, the other kids teach your kid how to disrespect you and your and your husband. So you, it's all it all works together. Either it's going to work together for good or it's going to work together for bad. Someone has to take care of the children. Someone has to. OK, first and foremost, as I was trying to say, this is an offense against God. It really is. It's an offense against God. The fourth commandment. If a wife is women, they seem like with that Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, they no one wants to read the first two verses in that scripture. Yes, wives submit to your husband, but only as the husband submits to Christ and dies for him and gives as Christ gave his life over for the church. The church is Christ's bride. So you got to understand that the church, which is us, the people, the laity are Christ's bride. So he gave his life, Christ gave his life for us. So if you're a woman and you read the entire scripture and you have somewhat uh, some kind of logic about yourself, you go, oh my God, my husband is called to die to, for, my husband is called to die for me, just like Jesus Christ died for us. This is why as a man, if you don't get, get uh, taken care of your home properly, what will happen is your wife will start to forget that you are dying for her. And she will start to do what? Resent you. And then, like my man said, start to disrespect you. It all, this is why men, husbands, you are, I'm, I'm going to say this for the rest of time. You've got to start realizing that what you do, everybody looks at. You are the model. If in the home you you try your best to represent Christ and do his will and, and do what you're supposed to do, your wife will follow you. She will. She will allow. And when I say follow you, I mean this. Allow you to lead your home. You just don't take control of your home. If it was that easy, then we would just do like our fathers and our grandfathers and our grandfather's father did. We just make them do it. But see, today you can't do that. Because they'll pick up the phone and call the police on you, or they'll leave, or they'll, you know, it's too, women have too many sources, resources today. So what you have to do is, and really, the way you have to run your home in today's society is really kind of good, because you have to get the cooperation of your wife so that she allows you to lead your home, because why? So that she can go and take care of the children to get the children right. But see, today we don't do that because nobody's in the house. During the day, the house is empty, ain't it? The husband's at work, the wife's at work, and the kids at the babysitter, at, at you know, whatever. That's not a home, is it? If you think about it. Okay, so the fourth commandment, thou shalt not honor thy mother and father at all times. Okay, and then wives, according to St. Paul, you must respect your husbands and submit to him, but only if he submits to our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to move on and get to our subject for today, which is how do husbands and fathers lose respect? There are four ways, main ways, but I'm going to give you a trump card. Again, you're not going to agree what I'm going to say on a lot of things, but if you try to understand why I'm saying this, I just said I've been setting it up. And the main thing I just said, 
if you do anything to your wife, she will pick up the phone and call the police. Women got this bad habit. Now kids do it. Kids pick up the phone and call the police on their mama. Kids pick up the phone and call the police on their daddy. You know, women pick up the phone and call the police on their hus- on their on their husband. And he's just trying a lot. Most times men are just trying to do what they think is best. You know, and if you pick up the phone, so now the police are involved, which I call big daddy, big daddy government. We allow we've allowed big daddy government to come into our homes and now it's kind of free for all. Now what women don't realize is they're starting to arrest the husband and arrest the wife. Stop calling me because police got way more things to do like deal with cartel, the cartel and gang members and murderers and rapists. They ain't got time to deal with two grown ass people who can't seem to get along and talk. So they just arrest everybody and take the kids to foster care. That's what they do in a lot of states now. No more of this. Well, who he hit me and she hit me and all that stuff. And I, I agree with that. If you call the police, everybody's arrested. Everybody, everybody getting arrested. That way we don't have to worry about it. And you'll stop calling. If a woman knew <laughs> that if she called the police on her man and they come in and they take her first, she wouldn't call the police, would she? Of course she wouldn't. She'd just leave and go to her mother's house or something like they used to do in the old days, right? In the old days, nobody called the police. The, the man would just leave for a while or the wife would just pack her stuff, take the kids and go to their parents' house for a day or two till everything calmed down. But people, we're not even that smart anymore. We're not even that smart. We just don't care about anybody but ourselves. We're trying to control our husband. And if he don't do what I say or he, he tries to stop me from beating on him, then I'm going to call the police on him. And don't get me wrong. I know men are the, are the same too. I'm not, you know, I know this is an equal opportunity thing when it comes to this kind of stuff. Okay, but look, here is the Trump card. The Trump card is this. If your if your wife is unhappy, she's you guys are in marriage crisis. The kids are unhappy and all that stuff. The Trump card to all these things I'm going to talk about is this. All of this is mute if you do one thing, and that is you never allow the emotional closeness to leave your marriage with your wife. You just never allow it to happen. Your children and your wife must know that you care more for them than yourself. Selfishness. This is the third mission of a man is to serve. This is why you always hear me talk about service. It's the third mission of a man. First mission is protect. Second mission is to defend. Third mission is to serve. Serve means you must, your wife and your children must know that you care more about them than you do yourself and the only way and the only way and the only way that you can do that is by serving them and letting and they know that you care more for them than you do yourself especially your wife okay that's the trump card women will climb over mountains for their man for their husband they will if they know you love them above everything else this is the trump card in all this in all marriage crisis in all marriage crisis the the problem is men we get lazy and we get too comfortable with our relationship with our wife and she begins resentful and believes we don't love her anymore so then that's when the disrespect that i want to get away i want to get another man and all that kind of stuff starts you must at all times maintain the emotional connection with your wife at all times Women are high maintenance. 
women are high maintenance. Women are high maintenance. And you best start understanding that. I don't care how great of a wife you have. If you start neglecting her over months and years, she will turn like a crazy person. She will get away, want to get away from you because in her mind, if he doesn't love me, what am I here for? But what do guys do? Again, we, we start treating our wife like she's our partner or like our buddy at work, like a business partner or some old silly stuff like that. And women don't sign up for that. Okay. So all this stuff I'm getting ready to say, I want you to keep in mind that if you maintain the closeness or you get it back, this stuff is all mute because your wife will allow you to lead your home. And when your wife allows you to lead your home, then you guys are working. You're collaborating together. You're working in conjunction. You have an emotional closeness with each other. You love each other. You care about each other. You have great sex. You have intimacy outside the bedroom. You pray together. You allow her to be a woman as the blessed mother. She allows you to be a man as our Lord. I mean, as, um, as St. Joseph. Okay. So please try to get that. So number one, the number one, uh, way that fathers and husbands lose respect is you allow your wife and children to treat you badly. Dependency, neediness. Example, they hit you, they call you names, they scream and yell at you, they keep secrets and do manipulative things behind your back, they threaten you, they demean you or neglect you by refusing to talk to you or be nice. Does any of that sound familiar, gentlemen? Does any of that sound familiar? And Again, you cannot allow this. You can't. Um, you have to put in boundaries. Boundaries are very important. Okay. Number two, you agree and put up with behavior that damages your marriage or parent relationship, codependency, right? Basically, you allow this behavior, kind of like what Juan was talking about. You allow this behavior. Basically, when you allow something, you are agreeing with it. That's what people don't understand, women and men. If I allow my husband to kick my butt every day, then I agree with him kicking my butt. If I stay and don't leave, right? If you're a man and you allow your wife to hit you and smack you and hit you in the, and hit you in, on your head and 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 kick you and 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 curse you out and do all the stuff she wants to do and you don't do anything, well then you are you're saying I agree with that. And if you agree with it, they're going to do it. People don't change on their own. People only change when it don't work, which was what? Pain. People only change when it's pain involved. So if you don't, as a man and husband, I mean, as a husband, you don't put up boundaries to your wife who is being mean to you or being um, disrespectful to you, then she's just going to keep doing it because why? It works for her. This is one of the hardest things for me to get every man to understand is that your wife treats you the way she treats you because it works. It's a control mechanism. If I treat you mean and you do what I say do, or I want you to, I want you to get away from me and you get away from me, then what I'm doing works. Okay, so I'm going to keep doing it. Number three, we say one thing and do another. Hypocrisy, right? Okay, basically, we don't live according to our own rules, morals, and boundaries. Example, a wife has an affair, so we have an affair. A wife calls us names, so we call her names. A wife criticizes us, so we do what? We criticize her. We debate with our kids as if they are adults. I hate to see kids. See, that's what watching TV gets you. I hate to see kids 
parents debating with their kids. You got a big grown 13, 14 year old kid and you're watching a TV show and the kid is sitting there. All That's why all the, you know, the kid is sitting there arguing back and debating with his mother and father. And they're sitting back debating and arguing with her, with, with them. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. That's why you don't watch TV. When you, when the pro something like that is on, you just turn it because they're trying to manipulate and indoctrinate, indoctrinate you. All the men on TV are oaths or they're murderers or some kind of crazy person. If you think about it, all the Christians, all the Christians on all these TV shows are crazy or they're a cult or they're, um, you know, they, they're, they're over, they're just crazy for God and all this kind of crazy mess. And that's not true. Most Christians love Jesus Christ and we pray to our Lord and we are great citizens. You know, but what do they try to make every Christian on TV? He's, it's a cult. Oh, God, you know, they're, they're doing all this bad stuff. That's not true. That's not true. And when we watch that stuff, we are uh, we are telling them we agree with it. But we agree with it. This is why when you allow things in your home as a man and as a mother, too, and you don't do anything about it, you are saying to the, the the universe, the supernatural world, you're saying to the world, I agree with it. So keep doing it. Okay. Um, next. Oh, and another thing too, don't be, you know, I used to hate, like, I would see parents, they go, well, do what I say. What is it? What's the saying? Do what I say, not what I do. Right. That's hypocrisy. Like what kids don't learn like that. Or, and your wife's not going to do it either. That's why women, wives don't trust, don't trust their husbands for the most part. And they start getting a marriage crisis because the husband is saying one thing out of his mouth, but he's doing something else with his actions. Like, oh, I'm going to make a, like, we're supposed, like, let's say you and your wife are supposed to go out on date night. And then every time date night comes, you say, oh, I got to work. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you. And then you never make it up to her. So basically, your wife starts to realize, oh, the job comes before me. This is why you must understand th the way things work. God first, your wife in marriage, and your children, not yourself or your job or anything like that. Because your kids and your wife start to think, well, well, he cares more about making money. He cares more about his job than does me. I know that you don't because I'm a man and I understand how men think. We're thinking where well, I'm I gotta make money so that we can eat and so that we can have a pay our rent and our mortgage. And I, I I gotta go to work. And if they want me to do this, even if it harms my relationship temporarily, you know, I know I gotta do this because we I need a job. I understand that, but your wife and kids don't care. Look, man, women just want a roof. Listen, if a woman loves you. And, and knows you love her. She just wants a roof over her head, a car to drive, some food, and be able to buy herself some clothes stuff whenever she her and the kids. That is the minimum what they care about. If they if they know we're together, that's one of the, how one of the reasons why I messed up with my first wife before she died. That's how I messed up. You know, I I I I. You know, I bought her. We got out of the. I was in the Air Force. We got out of the Air Force, and I bought her to my to where I live in Indianapolis. And you know, I don't have the I don't have the the best collaborative family. And so my wife is kind of while I'm out working, my wife is kind of here by herself. She's kind of on her own, you know. But when we're in the military, 
my wife, me and my wife had, and my sons, we had, well, especially was me and my wife, we had this thing of it's us against the world, right? And the women like that. They like, they love, they like that. It's like me and my honey, me and my baby, we're against the world. So when we was in, when I was stationed in Guam and I was in, when I was in Australia or Korea or China or Kanawa, uh, when I was in, uh, when I was going to all these different places and stuff, my wife, she always knew it was me and her. And, and, th and that's how our marriage became good. But as soon as I started, you know, bringing her around, you know, other people, and I was gone all the time working, and she was by herself, all of a sudden, she doesn't she believe I care for her no more. But I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. Um, and, and that's, that's the thing that I tell all men, don't be moving your wife and keep your wife away from her family. That way, when you are working and you got things to do, you have to go out and work and take care of the family. Your wife, if she, especially if she's a stay at home mother, which is a great thing too, you know, she has to, um, she has her mother to talk to. She has her, her sisters or whatever, or her aunts or whatever, or her brothers, you know, women need support around them. This is why if you work all the time and you don't make sure your wife has her needs taken care of, she will start to venture out away from you. It's it's a very sad thing when you think about it. It's a very sad thing. This is why I don't, I try to get men, if, if their wife is having an affair on them, I try to get them to understand that, yes, what your wife is doing wrong but you contributed to that too. She did too. You both did this. So you, if you be a hypocrite and go, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And my wife just all of a sudden one day, once she chose me to marry, she just goes out and starts having an affair with another guy. That doesn't No, I've not met any wife that has ever done that just on their own, unless the woman is totally, totally demonically influenced. She's totally disordered or something like that. And that's rare. But most women, most normal women in today's, you know, as deemed by today's society, they will not give themselves to another man if their husband is on his job, which means what? You make her feel she's loved, that she's part number one, that you're taking, want to take care of her and she can take care of you, that you guys are close, that you against the world, that kind of stuff, because she doesn't want to lose that emotional closeness with you. So she's not going to go get another man. You've got to understand that it's both of you that caused this. This is too, and understand that it's just not her. Okay? It's just not her. We all caused it. We both caused that. Okay? So, Mo says, uh, we must carry the cross for our marriage. That's right. Must carry the cross for our marriage just like Christ carried the cross. That's something men don't understand. It's called suffering and sacrifice. You cut, you carry the cross like, you know, like last night, dude, I've been working all day. I'm not going to lie. I've been working all day and I hadn't had anything to eat and I was really hungry. My wife comes home and she's, she's going to, uh, what do you call, uh, smoke some chicken. So. She turns on the gas, the propane, to go to the smoker, and she said, man, I, I don't know if it's on or not. So I smelt it, you know, but I was like, well, she knows what she's doing. I mean, my wife has done this like a hundred to hundreds of times, 
And so I'm over there on, um, you know, on my phone, relaxing, you know, talking to her and she's talking to me. And I, and for about a minute or so I had stopped talking and I was, you know, watching my, you know, looking at my YouTube channel, just chilling, relaxing after hard days work. Mm -hmm. It's like nine o'clock at night. All of a sudden I hear, ah, ah, and I was like, oh my God, what happened? I look over and my wife is jumping up and down and trying to put out fire on her arm. And I was like, oh, my God, and I don't see no fire. And I'm like, what's going on? And, man, come to find out, the pro she lit the, she lit the thing and the propane, I guess it had been on, but it was it filled that area. And so when she lit it, it like it kind of exploded a little bit and then engulfed her arm. And so, man, I had never been in. You know how you see that stuff on TV, but you never see it in person. <laughs> right. So she's like, ah, I'm screaming. And then my son was coming in from outside and he heard her scream all the way outside. And so I ran over there and I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? The fire is on my arm. And so we, she put it out on something and it stopped. But man, her arm, it, it didn't even really turn red or nothing. It was just like her hand. And she said, I got to go to the emergency room. And I'm thinking, well, I said, first of all, before she said that, I, I said, look, Go put your arm under the cold water and just run it until we decide what you're going to do. Because sometimes, you know, with a burn, you don't want to put any oil in it or, or, or you want to get it out of the out of the uh, out of the air. So you put it under these cold water so it can help dissipate the heat. And so, man, after about five minutes, she said, it's not getting any better. It really, really hurts. And I said, she said, well, I'm going to the emergency room. So right then. My feminacy kicked in. <laughs> I was like, okay, babe, so you're going to the emergency room? Yes, I'm going to the emergency room. I said, okay, uh, you want me to go, don't you? Of course I want you to go to the emergency room with me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so... I said, boom, I got my stuff. We went and we went and she got to take care of and she's in pain today. But the point of what I'm saying is, man, even the best of us, even the best of us, we have to do what we really don't want to do, um, even when we don't want to do it. And so this is what I'm trying to get across. You know, I want you guys to understand even I'm a marriage coach and I still have to check myself. I still have to keep on my game. I still have to be like, listen, that's my wife. She's going to the emergency room. I need to get my butt in the car and go with her. Although I don't see nothing on her arm to her is there. And so I'm, I need to be with my wife, you know? And of course I know that's the right thing to do. We all know what the right thing to do is. But like you said, sometimes if you don't keep that first and foremost in your mind, you start to slip back into the old ways and you can't allow yourself to do that. OK, so next uh, four needy behaviors designed to control your wife insecurity. In short, all the marriage killer behaviors listed, encourage and and breed disrespect. These are needy behaviors that if you do them, they will cause uh they recall separation with you and your wife. So in short, all, um, all the marriage killer behaviors listed encourage and breed disrespect. Argue with your wife, bickering with her, debating, criticizing her, trying to control her, correcting her behavior, blaming her, um, complaining, 
verbally attacking her, reminding reminding her of, of her, her past wrongs, uh, stopping the need to defend yourself. Understand the fear you have about upsetting or making your wife and children uncomfortable breeds continued disrespect and helps them to feel free to continue treating you as they please with no consequences. Gentlemen, you cannot be a wuss in your family. So encouraging respect and all and love consequences. So you must encourage respect and love and hear the consequences. Even though your marriage may be in a bad way, consequences for disrespect must be implemented immediately and boundaries must be at the forefront. Example, you got to be willing to leave the home, willing to partially separate, taking your child's phone or not getting them anything for Christmas. People kill me how their kids disrespect them and they still take them out for their birthday and they still let them have their phone. They still pay for their phone. I got men, I've got men in the past in my program. They're not in the house because the wife wants a divorce and she didn't commandeer the kids. And then the father calls the kid on their cell phone and the, the kid don't answer the phone. The kid, I'm paying the phone bill. I call and you don't answer the phone. Are you insane? Uh, no way. No way. But see, what do we do? We encourage that behavior. We don't, to me, I'm cutting the phone off the next day. I'll give him a warning. Listen, when I call, if you don't answer the phone, I'm telling you, you're going to regret it. And if you do it again, when they do it again, I'm calling, I'm calling T-Mobile. <laughs> and I'm saying, look, uh, cut this line off. And of course, the wife is going to go get another one. That's on her money then. And then when I see him, I'm going to take the phone away. You are not going to disrespect me as your father. I don't care. I don't care. It's not happening. Okay. Consequences stop our spouse from taking us for granted. Again, would you accept this behavior from a woman you were initially dating? Yeah. If your wife treats you like she's treating you now, would you accept that from a woman you you a woman you're dating? Of course you wouldn't. Okay. Surely you wouldn't. You would dump her in a hot minute. Imagine if you knew you would not get evicted if you refused to pay your rent. How often would you actually write a check out of the 12-month lease? Remember, we encourage what we accept. Just think about it. If you stop paying rent, or you pay rent when you wanted to, how long would your landlord put up with that? Or your mortgage, same thing. How long would your, your bank put up with that mortgage, not paying that mortgage? Not long. It's called boundaries. What they're going to do is evict your butt or foreclose on your butt eventually. And so your kids and your wife are the same. You as a man, you cannot allow this. You must put in boundaries. So insert boundaries instead of arguing or stop feeling like a doormat. Okay. So what does that mean? At first, it will seem that you need to keep arguing, complaining, or blaming, or discussing your marriage problems to get results. This is an illusion, and you will continue to cause more damage unknowingly to you and your wife. Inserting boundaries and the skill of art of agreement, responding to what is true and emphasizing with, with it and ignoring what you don't agree with to prevent arguing and encourage cooperation will accomplish more in a shorter time than decades of arguing will. So what does that mean? Like, you know, talking about old marriage problems, man, that don't work because you, if talking about marriage problems worked, then everybody would be together. Just think about all the people, you know, who are divorced or having marriage problems or not are not having marriage problems. They talk about stuff, the problems, and the problems don't get better because people don't want to change, right? So when we insert boundaries, a key component in asserting empathy and sympathy with a brief explanation of why, a.k.a. loving messages, and um, and to always treat your wife 
friendly and with respect. Example, sweetheart, I love you and want to help you, but I can no longer stay here as you destroy our marriage by continuing to abuse drugs. Right? If your wife was a drug, uh, a drug uh, 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 was on drugs, would you allow her to keep uh, uh, taking drugs without doing anything about it? Of course you wouldn't. If you was a real man, you wouldn't. So it's the same thing with disrespect in the home because it only gets worse. So good examples of boundaries. So good examples of boundaries are cancel all the credit cards if your wife, if your spouse refuses to curb spending. So I know a lot of people who their wife or their husband, like they just spend all the money and and, and run up the credit cards and then stick them with the bill. You know, if I'm the one that takes care of the bills in the house, when you want to spend money, I mean, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not Elon Musk, right? So we got to have a, some kind of budget. If I come, if you are, uh, if I'm the woman that takes care of the bills and you go out and spend all the money around the credit cards, man, and you don't let me know, that's not controlling. That's just me. I got to pay the bills. I got to know what's going on. You can have the money, but I got to know what's going on because I'm the one who pays the bills. Okay. Next, leave it immediately every time your wife calls you a bad name, even if it means calling an Uber or taxi to get home from a party, restaurant, etc. You never allow your wife to call you a name or disrespect you or say you're a bad father or whatever. You never do that because why? She's only going to do it worse next time and she's going to keep doing it every time. All right. So you never allow your wife to do that. Okay. You leave her immediately or you get in the car and you leave and you come back later. Next, take separate cars rather than ride with a verbally abusive wife. If you guys are riding the car and your wife is disrespected to you and you know that's going to happen now, you just Take your car and let her drive her car until things calm down. Hiring a babysitter if your wife refused to pick up the kids on time from school or properly share the parenting duties to give you time off or making you feel like a doormat. I tell guys this all the time. If your wife is not cooperating with you, then you have to put you have to do things to take care of things on your own so that she won't continue to do the things that's, that's causing her to be disrespectful and stuff. Okay. Next. Now these next two are tough calling nine one one and have your child put in juvenile detention. If they physically hit you. So this is a big one. After you after, say you, your kid's 16. Okay. You're a woman too. So you're a woman or a father a wife or a husband or a wife or mother or father. And so your kid's 16 and you trying to, your kid is acting out and cussing at you and, 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 and hitting verbally hitting you and stuff, you know? Um, and you're like, okay, man, you need to chill out or whatever. And they don't, and you can't control them. They won't leave or anything like that. What are you going to do? Somebody's going to get shot or get hurt, right? Somebody's going to get hurt. So in that case, what you do is you've got to call 911 to have them seen and put his butt in juvenile until he calms down. You never allow a child to run your home. You never allow that, no matter how old or how young they are. Okay. If you live in one of those states where if you, you know, put your hand on a child, which that is so ludicrous, I don't even want to get into that today. But if you live in a state like that, then what you got to do is you got to call the police to put that kid in juvenile so that kid calms down so that kid knows there are consequences. Now this, now this, listen, this is not something you do at first, right? 
usually this kind of stuff, it takes time to happen after you didn't try multiple, multiple things. Why do you think parents take their kid to these boot camps? Because the kid is out of control. They'll allow the kid over 15 years to just be a total jerk. And then now at 15, they're trying to control their kid and get him right. That is so malparent practicing. You don't wait till your kids 13 or 14 years to try and discipline them. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. Well, for the first 10 years, you ain't do nothing. All of a sudden, you want, you want me to do all this stuff. No, that's not how kids do it. You have to discipline your kid when they come out of the womb. Once they get about a year old and they understand things of the tone of voice and things like that, what you have to do is discipline them like that. You know, you can't sit around for 15, 16 years and allow your kid to do that stuff. Because when they get out of society, they're going to do what? They're going to cause havoc, right? Um, so that's that. Next, calling 911 to have your wife put on a psychiatric 72-hour hold if your wife hits you, is physically and mentally out of control, or threatens to harm herself physically. This protects you, your kids, and your wife from herself. I heard some, you know, you look, man, again, this is the last resort. This is not the first thing you do, Okay. One thing I've learned about people is mentally ill people, will they won't get help. They won't until you make them. So if you're in your house and you're worried about your wife hitting up on you, like if you're trying to leave and she's grabbing your arm and hitting you in the back of the head and, 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 and hanging off of you, what are you going to do? You can't hit her. I know guys that take their wife and throw them on the bed just to try to get them off of her, and she picks the phone up and calls the police on them. He put his hands on me. He hit me. He didn't hit you. He's trying to get you to stop hitting him. <laughs> and so what you do is you won't get arrested in this case. You say, listen, my wife, I think something's wrong with her. I'm just asking you to put her on hold you know, for 72 hours, let her calm down, maybe get her some psychological help, maybe get her on some medication temporarily until she, she feels better. And then, boom, that way your wife knows you just can't hit me. You can't abuse me. That's called get professional help. You as a husband, you've got to get professional help because if you hit her back or throw her around, if your marriage has gotten to that point, dude, you have really got to get some kind of professional help. You can't keep doing that back and forth okay that's a boundary that and that you have to do and most men they don't want to do that they don't but what are you gonna do you can't hit her you can't you can't push her off of you because she's gonna call the police if you do right and if you try to say well i was just trying to push her off of me the police gonna go up oh, nope nope you hit her you touched her come on let's go to jail and you're in jail for seven you're in jail for 48 hours or whatever okay um turn it Next is good examples of boundaries. Cancel all the credit cards if your spouse. Oh, I did that. So um, this, this sounds good, Jerry, but this will upset my wife and the kids. Okay, so what is the alternative to being a wuss and alarm disrespect to go and check? Mismanagement of money. You will go broke and have no retirement or far less retirement than you should have. Does that sound familiar? Name calling. You will continue to receive verbal abuse from your wife which encourages your children to, the, to do the same or worse. Car ride, continue to endure verbal abuse from your wife and worse yet be trapped inside a moving vehicle with no way out, no way of getting out. Doormat parenting, you will become more resentful and stressed because you are the only one doing all the proper parenting. Juvenile detention for your child. There comes a point when you have done all the loving communication you can. 
taking everything away from your child that you can, have restricted all of the extra activities that you can. You've even spanked your child all that you can. The last resort is to get them out of the house because they are damaging your marriage and the family and must be put under control and understand that continuing to challenge authority has consequences. And if their father or mother won't control them, society has no drastic means and they will. You got to understand if you don't control your children, society will. They will put them in prison. They'll put them in detention. They'll, 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 or your child might get shot or hurt. If you don't parent, I don't care what color you are. If you're a black, Hispanic, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're Asian, whatever you are. If you don't control your kid, guess what? There are people out here with nine millimeters that will control them for you. And so this is why you, a, a person not being a good parent is detrimental to their child. If you don't, if a parent doesn't discipline their children, their children will go out in society and cause havoc at their job, at church, wherever they are. Okay. So what does that mean? Like, as long as your kid's happy, oh, everything's good. So as soon as your kid doesn't get what they want, they cause havoc. Okay. Now, uh, remember, discipline is what you do for someone, not to someone. And if we refuse to properly discipline our child, we must ask ourselves, are we doing this to prevent them from hurting or ourselves from feeling the pain of being a proper parent? That goes, that's very important. Are you not, if you're not disciplining your kid because it hurts you to, to discipline them, that's being a wuss. That's being, that's being a bad parent. Well, I don't I don't want my kid to feel bad because I feel I don't want to feel bad for disciplining my kid. I don't want to take their phone away because I'm gonna feel bad. And if people try to say that they don't, but that's why they don't. Most people don't spank their kid, not because of the kid, it's because of them. They don't want to feel bad, they don't want to do their job, they don't want to take care of business. Okay. Next, psychiatric psychiatric hold for your wife. Many times mentally ill people refuse to acknowledge they are mentally ill. They won't take their medication or get it adjusted. They won't pray, go to mass or confession. They won't allow you to properly love and help them. So what are you doing when a person refuses to help themselves or allow you to help them and they begin to emotionally, mentally, and physically shut down, lose control, and harm you, themselves, or the children? Answer, you get them away and force them to get help. If we don't, we are doing this for, we are, doing this for our wife's benefit or trying to prevent ourselves from feeling bad, uncomfortable, or our wives from being upset at us. The hallmark of true and authentic masculinity is doing what must be done in the eyes of God when we will suffer the pains that follow, even if we will suffer the pains that follow. So even, this is what you hear me say, you as a man, as the husband, as the, the protector of that home, you cannot allow crazy people to run your house. Everybody's on edge. Everybody's scared. Everybody's like, don't want to say nothing because the person's going to go off. That's the sign of a disordered, mentally ill person. Then, and this is this is the key. If your wife or your kid can remain controlled outside the house, at their job, at school, at church, and then they come home and treat you like a jerk or, or disrespect you and treat you bad, that lets you know one thing. What is that one thing? That, that they could control themselves. That they could control themselves. So if that person can control themselves outside the house, why can't you control it when you're talking to me? 
why it is because you have no respect for me and I allow you to do whatever you want to to me. That's why. Okay? So bring it all together. Yes, I said it. Get respect, love, and insert boundaries to stop the madness. Either choose to suffer less now or endure the pain longer while suffering worse. As always, it truly is in your hands as a husband and a father. Our neediness and fear of losing a favorable relationship with our wife and children feeds the demon. We must be willing to lose to gain. If we aren't, then our wife and children will continue their behavior towards us. While this means them by this, <clears throat> while this may seem less painful in the short term, it brings disrespect not just for you, but for God as well. An example of that is when your wife doesn't allow you to leave your home and disrespects you, and then she but she expects the kids to respect her. It doesn't work like that. As a woman, if you don't, if you disrespect your husband or you don't allow him to leave leave the home, and, and you, you can't expect your kids to, to respect you, right? It, it, it goes hand in hand. It's amazing to me how delusional women are in this area, okay? So what happens when your children begin to treat their girlfriend or boyfriend or the police or teachers like they treat you? From experience, I'll tell you, they will always have terrible and dysfunctional relationships, be put in prison or kicked out of school. Again, suffer now or suffer worse later. If you want more help in this area, the, uh, there's a resource. The book is called Overcome Neediness and Get the Love You Want by Dr. Jack Ito. It is a great book and it will help you to understand and get a lot more detailed um, how to handle this problem if you have this in your marriage. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Fellas, I don't know why it's doing that, but that's technology. I'm so sorry. Um, so with that being said, we are done for today. And in conclusion, as we all do, um, but first I want to say that thank you for hanging out for these last three episodes. I know some of the things I talked about was real tough and hard on you and, and that it's hard to come to, to it's hard to come to the conclusion and talk and hard to accept that, that maybe I might, I might be guilty of some of these things, you know? Um, and I, I, I said a lot of things about wives but it could be easily if, if I was talking to women all the time, it could be easily reversed, couldn't it? You know, and so I just want you to know that, you know, the way this stuff works, the way marriage works, man, it, it's 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 a big it's a big bubble. Everything works together. You know, it's like a big a big machine that can do multiple things. And the reason you can't solve your marriage right is because it's too many moving parts. Once you allow the emotional connection to leave in your marriage, once you allow disrespect, once you allow all these things in your home over months and years, it doesn't go away without some kind of system or some kind of um, some kind of uh, some kind of way to to put everything in order to help you solve things the way they need to be solved. Um, and what 
my program does is it, 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 it puts everything in order and helps you understand logically how to solve things so that you have the best chance of reigniting that love, friendship, and intimacy in your marriage. And so I thank you for hanging out with me for today. And I hope that you got some out of what we talked about. And I, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.